Rob, we can't hear you. I thought that was a good time to start the recording. So, <laughs> can you perfect. hear me now? There's Rob. Yes, so, there's Rob. Got it. Welcome well, now, everybody I... to Public Domain. I'm Brent Towns. <laughs> I'm Jeff Stacer. I'm Rob Freund. Hello. And glad to be back with you again. And uh, just a little bit of uh, public domain housekeeping, because I know we haven't recorded a podcast in a while, which is you know very indicative because I've received the thousands of letters and complaints that we hadn't put out any new material <laughs> lately from all of our <laughs> loyal listeners. So here you go. We're, we're dropping a little uh, how I spent my summer vacation, and Jeff had a possible topic we might get to, but... We're going laissez-faire on public domain tonight. So, so wow. Jeff, how have you been? We haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I know. I Well, I feel like since the last time that re we recorded a podcast, I uh, took a 10 or 11-day uh, Route 66 tour out uh -huh. to the Grand Canyon with my uh, two boys and uh, one of my older son's friends, mm -hmm. and then spent a week at a lake house on Lake Erie just shortly thereafter. So it's been a fun and busy, enjoyable um, summer. By the way, uh, lots of comedy hijinks on the Route 66 tour. If Do you tell. ever get the chance. You, you did indeed get your kicks on Route 66. So. I, I absolutely, we all did, we all did. Uh, if you get the chance, you have to stop at the um, Uranus or Uranus Fudge Factory. <laughs> oh yes. And, um, <laughs> I've seen their commercials, so very clever. So. Yeah, they, they absolutely beat that joke to death. Every I don't get it. Yeah. How was, how was the fudge, at least? Uh, I, I didn't see a bit of fudge. Gross. Why would you stop at a fudge factory and not buy fudge? <laughs> Obviously, you didn't hear where it was coming from. Yeah, right. I know, but it's right. not literally well, coming from... It's not literally coming from Jim Bob's anus. Is what well, the joke Gary, is that it's the joke is that it's poop. Thank you. Oh, it's a poop joke, and that it's a that's planet that sounds Uranus, like it's talking like, about my like own your, your anus, my butt. rectum. It's about my poop butt that hole. comes from the butt. Oh, so that, that's how you spent your summer vacation. So I, I also went to a lake house with with all of my in laws. So not not to as <laughs> fun and adventurous as your trip. I mean, I did endure my in-laws for an entire week but i, I actually <laughs> like my in-laws so it wasn't too bad but uh, that's great yes up in the petoskey area so did not find, did find any, any stones yeah you, you no didn't stones. you didn't go to any anally themed uh <laughs> locations while you no, were no I, uh, <laughs> maybe a proctologist's office <laughs> right i did go to the house of pies but they assured me that nothing there was made uh, from anybody's anus so that was that's uh, a bummer that, that no. was good to find out so um well and of course rob and i have been working together this summer in uh, children's theater <laughs> yes <laughs> and such good where, role models we are right where where mo where rob and i were convinced that most of the children believed that we were <laughs> a married couple so yes. <laughs> you know, and, and not that there's anything wrong works. with that so <laughs> rob yeah Rob has a theory that women are not funny, um, and I have a theory <laughs> yes. that kids are not funny. There's nothing funny about kids unless they're your own. Right. I won't get on board with that. Funny. And that's why, very, hot take, yes. Goonies was a terrible movie. Get out. 
this podcast is over. So <laughs> I hate child <laughs> actors. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's a mixed bag sometimes, but uh, <laughs> I, hopefully nobody who <laughs> employs us to teach children doesn't listen to this year round. Go, I hate kids. Yeah, here's my well, hot take. I- <laughs> I'm sure we'll alienate half the audience. I right. hated Home Alone. I thought it was a terrible movie. Well, yeah. But but really, you have to get to uh, Home Alone 3 when they replace Macaulay Culkin to get to the uh, real uh, joy of the yeah. <laughs> franchise. So, is was that, it that the one, one or where four he... where they replaced him? I don't Maybe he was still in three. <laughs> is that the one where he died of all the bee stings? That was my favorite. My girl, yes. Oh, so. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sorry. I, that was pretty funny. <laughs> what did I see him in recently? Now he's all grown up. That kind of surprised me that he was involved with it. Something like uh, oh, I think a jailhouse. I think he was uh, uh, in a mugshot or something. Could be. So <laughs> all yeah. the Culkins eventually. Right. He was uh, on the web series Angry Video Game Nerd. He made a cameo on that. That was probably years ago by now. But yes, yes, that that yes. show's been on forever. It's fascinating yes. to watch Angry Video Game Nerd age. <laughs> like he's the reverse dorian gray as you go through the series so but uh all right well, well so jeff you did you got your kicks on route 66 and i endured my in-laws for a week in petoskey rob other than putting on the spectacular children's theater show with me uh, earlier this summer what else have you been doing this summer so. i've been staying indoors and it's been great. Uh, people have a, uh, uh, in the state, they love the summertime because it's nice to go outside and enjoy things. Right. But I find that more as a burden because I'm almost expected to go outside and enjoy the nice weather. So I'd much rather just stay indoors. Well, you were ahead um, of the curve because now we all have to be back indoors. Again. Right, right, right. This, this. <laughs> At the time of this taping. Uh... <laughs> no, I've been, I've been catching up catch it up i've been playing a lot of video games this summer and i feel pretty oh, yeah. good about it what are yeah. you been playing assassin's creed odyssey and valhalla oh yes how, they're how, delightful games yes Can and I, go ahead curse to anybody who tries to tell me that playing video games is a waste of my time because the way i see it you're right we don't have a lot of time on this planet so if you spend time enjoying yourself that's fine. And you show me a guy hiding in his basement playing video games. I yeah. show you a guy not causing any fucking problems. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and there's ways a totally to your... different direction, Rob. Yes. <laughs> I got angry there's, about there's, it. <laughs> there's ways to get your impulses out. Uh, are you familiar with a game called Dead by Daylight, Rob? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Jeff, are you familiar with Dead by Daylight? Never heard of it. All right. Well, Dead by Daylight is what they call an asymmetrical. Uh, multiplayer game and it's in horror worlds in terms of one of the five players is the brutal killer and the other four players are the you know um, hapless teenagers or whatever that are going to be uh, killed off by the um, brutal villain one by one and they actually licensed a lot of the uh, horror classic there's a michael myers version there's a i'm not sure if they if they've done jason yet but there is a nightmare on elm street version where you can be freddy um trying to track down the kids from the first four i think there's a stranger things version um they're they're going to have a hellraiser version out soon where you can be pinhead uh trying to kill all of the people so but it's it's uh it's pretty fun um not so much to be the kids because i found that when the 13 year old i'm playing against is playing 
Freddy Krueger brutally murdering me um, in <laughs> simulacrum form. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't do the wonders best, for my ego. The so. best time to play video games online yeah. is early on a Saturday morning because then that's the real young kids or at about three o'clock in the morning on a Saturday or, or a Sunday because then everybody's drunk. So that's when that's when you can really take a little inside tip there. Inside that tip. makes well, sense. Well, as you know, I don't sleep, so I've I've got those. those you don't sleep. Mailed so down. I take yeah. it, I take it then that this game is not on Roblox. No, <laughs> uh, <if it's, laughs> there is no Minecraft version of it. No where, Minecraft. For, okay, well then I'm yeah. not familiar. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Most of us are. Um, oh, I, I I downloaded Avengers, which is incredibly frustrating, because I just want to be the Hulk and smash shit. But you've like all these games these days, all the Arkham games were like this too. They've got the stealth mode where you have to crouch down and creep past people. And if you make one move, you're dead and you have to start the whole damn thing over again. I'm like, I don't want to crouch as Kamala Khan. I want to be the Hulk and break things. So. Right. Brent, that's why you should get to the Grand Theft Auto games. That's a delightful way to tickle the id. You know, right. that's just. <laughs> I did. I played that back on the PS2 days. I played Grand Theft sure. Auto. Yeah, no, Avengers was good, and uh, I tried Skyrim a little bit, but that took a while to get going, and I kind of gave up on it. Um, Horizon Dawn is awesome. It just it's I'm it turns into a first person shooter, and I'm awful at first person shooters, but the story is really cool. It's set in like an apocalyptic future where animals have been replaced by robot machines, and so it's almost like these tribes of indigenous people who are hunting the machines down and it, it's kind of a cool storyline to it um but it's it's just finding the time for some of these games where there's this continuous storyline uh can always be something so so usually i just boot up the pinball simulator i have in my playstation and <laughs> <laughs> rock out to my pinball adaptations so yeah have you been uh, binge watching anything i've uh i finally am almost uh through titans Yes, Titans. I, I already had watched that, but I got through Loki, of course, which we've talked about. Now, okay, now is the segment of the show, folks, where Rob will have no idea what the hell we're talking about because he doesn't watch anything. But I'll sit uh, quietly. Right. So Loki was good. I, I watched the first two episodes of What If, which is excellent, and the animation yeah. is just stunning. So, and uh, actually, the the T'Challa one that they just put out was actually better than the Captain Carter one. And I loved the Captain Carter one. So yeah. it's just, I'm going to watch that episode uh, after this podcast tonight. Yes. Marvel can hopefully do no wrong. I did see the trailer for Eternals and it looks cool, but if there's going to be a film that's going to flop for him, it might be Eternals because it is a tough sell. Because like if you, brother, if you are not a hardcore comics fan, you do not know who the hell these people are. Yeah, but <laughs> nobody knew Guardians of the Galaxy. True, but Guardians, nobody. Guardians of the Galaxy had like a talking raccoon and a talking tree. So it looked a little more fun from the start. This is really like serious. They did give an explanation as to why, you know, when Thanos, spoiler, snapped out half of the <laughs> universe, <laughs> that they were just sitting around doing nothing. So they do kind of give an explanation for that. So, but... Uh, um, Stargirl is also excellent. It's switching over to the DC side of things. Tons of Justice Society of America stuff, which is my uh, sweet spot when it comes to DC. And um, uh, they um, uh, real 
live action Eclipso is the main big bad of this season, which, you know, I, it just blows my mind as a kid who grew up reading comics that they are doing like now the obscurest of the villains from <laughs> both universes. I love it. I just love it. I mean, really, it's the greatest thing ever. If you, you would have see... told 12 year old Jeff that he could skip ahead uh, and, and, you know, not see a booby or touch a booby and just right. go move right into, you know, these films, I probably would have taken you up on that offer because these they're just so great. Yes, very much so. Wow. Did, did you see uh, Suicide Squad, Jeff? I did, yeah. What did you think? Um, I didn't think it was as awful as everyone else did. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the awful <laughs> one from a few years back. I'm talking about the new Suicide Squad. Yeah, the one that just came out a couple of weeks ago. Yes. I saw it. I saw it. And People are saying it's awful. I thought it's getting kind of rave reviews. Critics. Uh, everybody least, so. that I've heard has said terrible things about it. Well, you should, get, um, you should hang out with new people then, Rob. Those, they're all bad people, Jeff, and they don't know <laughs> what the hell they're talking about. So. Really? Okay. Jeff, I, I need some it. clarification. I mean, it's so, I mean, James, James Gunn is just awesome at, you know, making these goofy characters work. The fact yep. that Polka Dot Man works is just hilarious. And, and the Amazing. chemistry between yeah. people mm -hmm. is, is just awesome. And, and at this point, you know, Margot Robbie owns... Harley Quinn in terms of her role like I actually liked the Harley Quinn solo movie uh you know the, the first Suicide Squad was a steaming pile of shit but this was great I mean John Cena was awesome live yeah. action Starro what else could I, you want Jeff? I know it was great <laughs> Starro is a big giant starfish Rob just in case because I know we've lost I, you. I, I I'm just waiting I, I need to uh get some clarification from Jeff here a minute Go back to a statement you made a little while ago. So what you're telling the world, all of our listeners, is that Batman is better than boobs. No, no, I'm saying that Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man is better than boobs. Well, gosh, I don't see. Now you're making me think. I'm not. That's a hard, <laughs> hard question to answer. One, one thing we do know is that Batman cannot perform oral sex, which came. I don't know if you heard about that, Rob, this summer. <laughs> That, is it because um, his parents are dead? Yes, that. But <laughs> supposedly it was written into one of the comics that Batman was supposed to go down on Selena Kyle, and that got nixed by the <laughs> DC brass saying that Batman would do that. So yeah. there you go, folks. Batman, unfortunately, cannot perform. Which, you know, I mean, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. He got a little freaky with Mary Jane and a few of those. Especially the Todd McFarlane Spider-Mans? Yes. Ooh, I those were figured Batman would be right at home in a bat cave. Huh? Right. Uh, 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 oh, all right, that was kind of funny. One, right? All right, right on the spot. <laughs> yeah. well, let's hear your takes about women on okay. com in comedy again, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> the, the latest hubbub is that, um, and Jeff, maybe you saw this, is that Robin is uh, coming out as bisexual. And Yep, I saw that. It's not Dick Grayson because people who don't, you know, obsess over comics, don't know that we're on the third Robin at this like point. Like we're third it's, or fourth Robin yeah, in, it's, right. It's Tim Drake. It's the third Robin. So it's right. not even Jason Todd who got beat to death by a crowbar that got resurrected. <laughs> so <laughs> thankfully, Jason Todd did not get beat to death with a crowbar after he professed he was bisexual or DC would have a huge <laughs> public right. relations problem on their hands. Did you so. see, did you see the, the panels where he kind of came out that way? I've, 
I thought it was kind of endearing the way that they did it. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it, you know, I, it, nothing makes me more insane than people who are like, oh, this person can't be, you know, this character can't be played by right. this or, or now they're making a couple of movies about African-American supermen. Great. If they're good movies, fine. Otherwise, who cares? I mean, it's yeah. like, you know. right. Who, I want Marvel because was... like Marvel got into trouble a couple of years ago with, you know, the brain dead fans by casting Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm when they and, and that believe me, that Fantastic Four movie had many problems. But Michael B. Jordan yeah, was not was one terrible. of them. Yeah. But I would love Marvel just to do an entirely African-American Fantastic Four just to make certain fanboys heads explode across the country but yeah uh, i mean i'd really like them to do a um a luke cage power fist movie and do it you know kind of 70s black exploitation style yeah. the way the comic originally was intended that was i think what if great. would be a great way to do that i think you know what if and depending on what we see coming out of loki and the, the multiverse um that's going to be explored in like Doctor Strange. And by the way, uh, Kang is here. And yeah, we know he wasn't called Kang. And in, in spoilers, by the way, I'll right. put a spoiler alert at the beginning of this show. But um, the guy they have playing He Who Remains uh, is awesome. I can't wait to see how he does actual Kang in the Ant-Man 3 movie and, mm -hmm. and all this stuff. So so yeah, we got that coming. And then uh, Shang-Chi... Shang uh, I'm probably pronouncing that's horribly wrong. Yeah. Is it Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Something like that. Dude, Shang say say I mean, it with an Asian accent. Like, no, and uh, that's that's a great segue to what we were going to talk yeah. about here. So mm -hmm. is that that would be an interesting <laughs> test too. That looks good as well. So Jeff, yeah. you were going to talk about when comedy goes wrong. And you alerted me to something that happened this week that I didn't even know about, uh, which was uh, Jack Morris, uh, broadcaster for our beloved Detroit Tigers here in Michigan, got himself into a little bit of hot water. And I, I just read about this story tonight because to me, watching the Tigers is, you know, should be covered under the Geneva Convention. But uh, I... <laughs> okay, I'm going to go off comedy for just a hot second here, but sure. the Tigers are very exciting this season. They're, That's good. they're almost a 500. They are very exciting this year. And a little more context on Jack Morris. Yes. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. He pitched right. for the Tigers. Uh, the winningest pitcher in the 80s. He won a World Series with the Tigers, won a World Series with the um, uh, Minnesota Twins. Did he win a World Series with the Toronto Blue Jays as well? I'd have to he look that have. up. But I think he I'm did. Yeah, so all very sorts of confused. I thought you guys were talking about the guy from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Zach Morris. So. Yeah. <laughs> Who also may have done very racist things. We don't know. Yeah. So anyway, He's probably doing it right now. Jeff, you explain it because I only read about the story tonight, but what happened with Jack Morris? This sure. Week? So Jack Morris has a history during in the late 80s or early 90s. Um, he got into some hot water for some comments he made about a female reporter um, from the Detroit Free Press. So, he, you know, he while he's kind of a fan favorite, uh, he's had his share of foibles over the years, and that wasn't the only one. Well, the most recent one, and he was trying to make a joke, uh, but of course it fell flat and, and was highly inappropriate. Um, there is a new player in uh, the major leagues who's taking you know, just the world by storm. He's from Japan. 
Uh, I'm going to absolutely slaughter his name. He pitched actually for the Angels last night. Uh, Shohei Otani, is that how? Is that okay. close? Yeah, sounds, sounds right, I don't follow I baseball that close. Now it's my turn to be Rob and not know what right. the hell you're talking about, like, <laughs> like he just did for the last so 10 minutes of Marveldom. But he's a both a pitcher and a hitter. Um, yeah. And the first two way player that's done it successfully in quite a long time. I mean, he's he's up there with Babe Ruth in terms of his ability to hit, hit home runs and pitch. Yeah. And he's eight and one as a pitcher right now. And he's hit 40 home runs, the first to 40 this year. So he's he's an excellent player. Well, Jack Morris um, was making fun of him or he made some kind of comment uh, talking like him in, uh, you know, a, a, an Asian stereotypically Asian accent and it was like quick. Stephen Colbert ching chong ding dong type of thing or something that, like that kind or? of thing yeah okay. no, but a little more where he was actually trying to sound like it so okay. I think it what's his name from much. 16 candles yeah it was oh, more of that yes. exactly yes exactly and so he um he got in a lot of hot water for it he yeah. apologized um but then he ended up losing the gig over it Right. Did he, is he totally fired now? I thought he was just suspended. So. Just suspended. I, I okay. don't know, you know, what the final word will right. be, but, you know, usually that's the first step to losing the job altogether. There, there are so many follow-up jokes running through my mind, but I don't want to get our podcast canceled. So <laughs> <laughs> a way to say, I'm so sorry, perhaps in a <laughs> oh. <laughs> very offensive way that I will not utter. To, to get it. but um but so yeah so when comedy goes wrong and of course when you mentioned the topic to me jeff i of course thought of perhaps one of the more famous when comedy goes wrong moments from the past few decades and that has to be ted danson coming out in blackface when he was dating Whoopi Gold. right <laughs> so, awful decision yeah uh, ted danson seems like a wonderful human being you know when i see him in interviews and, and a wonderful actor and just I think he and his wife, Mary Steenburgen, are, are activists, you know, and very much involved. But Whoopi said that she thought it was funny at the time, but just really not a good idea, Ted. <laughs> Even in 1990 or whenever Made in yeah. America came came out um, to to do that. So, but Right. Uh, so do we hold people, though, to, you know, things that they did a long time ago to the new standard, right? Because remember, um, I think his name was John Panette. He did the the comedy routine about the Chinese restaurant yeah. and, you know, where he, he spent way too much time at the buffet. Right. And, you, you go know, now, you've been here for four hours. I will right. carefully Ex enunciate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, he did the whole, he did the stereotypical, you know, accent as well. And, that routine just killed i mean that he did that I, probably 25 years ago and people are still you know they still quote that routine i yeah, think the but, key with that is is that the there's enough self-deprecation in it to make that work for him yeah because the joke's really about him being overeating overweight. at a buffet yeah <laughs> it, it uh yeah i mean i don't think it's you know him making fun of asians it's him making fun of the fact that he stays in a buffet for four hours. So, right. But yeah, but, but honestly, yeah, Jeff, if you tried it, if you put his routine on, you definitely would have, you know, some, some problems probably with 
with it playing again. But, you know, it's, it's, it's what we always look at is context in terms of at the time. Now, it's not necessarily saying it was right. It's just that that was the context at the time, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, things change, you know, uh, tropes change, if you will. We, we at least have gotten a long ways from the horrible, horrible Mickey Rooney Japanese impression at breakfast Tiffany's right. <laughs> from six years. Good God, you uh, such a lovely movie and just comes screeching to a grinding halt when <laughs> yeah. Bucktooth Mickey Rooney gets out there and sets racial relations back about a hundred years. Oh. <laughs> and I mean, it's you know that's all over the place too, right? Think about uh, David Carradine as you know yeah. in Kung Fu, right? I mean, clearly. You could, I mean, I think if you look at a film like Big Trouble in Little China, um, there's obviously some stereotypical stuff there, but I think because John Carpenter used, you know, quite a few Asian actors, Asian, Asian American, whatever you want, you want to delineate them as, that it's not, even though it's, you know, from the 80s, it it escapes that um, we can't play this anymore stigma to it. That and the fact it's a big goofy, you know, fantasy martial arts film too kind of helps as well but right so but that that was my example it was ted danson um making that horrible decision so rob Mm -hmm. do you kind of have a famous example of comedy going wrong when i thought about comedy going wrong i didn't think of a, a particular example but i thought about satire and how hard good satire is to execute you know i go to probably the best at it right now is the onion and they can they can write headlines that make you laugh but they're about 9-11 or even the holocaust or i read one about what was the one i read today i'm going to read it word for word show and tell marred by every child bringing ashes of relative who died of covid <laughs> yeah, I saw that. and that's you know we're laughing making us horrible people but yeah the onion can get away with it so but and they can get away with it because it, and I'll stand by this. I think the onion, even though it is satire is the most honest news that we have available to us. <laughs> that used to be the daily the, show. Now it's the onion. <laughs> sure. And it's, um, if, if you try to do that skit on Saturday night live, you, you'd be raked over the coals. And I will say that right now, Michael Che does get into some hot water with some of the jokes that he does on update. Um, mm-hmm. some, some jokes that he's been accused of being, transphobic and other things of that nature so um you know a lot of comedians have to to walk a a tightrope these days and this is not a podcast about cancel culture or that nonsense it's just yeah you have to be careful these days but Mm -hmm. but was there one kind of specific example you you were thinking of rob or well that was the one right there where it's it's the one i i read it today before we even talked about this and it's you know kids uh having to show the ashes of their relatives that died of COVID. And it, I think the, the joy of the onion is that it continues to fool people, even though it's been around for like at right. least 15 years, there still are always people in the comments going, this is so disrespectful. I can't believe that you would print something like this. They don't get the joke, you know? Right. <laughs> well, and, 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 and satire is hard because the, the viewer has to go into it expecting satire. Because if I just told that joke to one of my coworkers, it wouldn't work because they weren't prepared for the satire that they were about to receive. Is I'm fascinated by, I'm going to say satire again, I'm fascinated by how it works. You go, you go all the way back to the 60s and uh, Kubrick's 
Dr. Strangelove uh, is a absolutely hilarious dark comedy about nuclear war. You know, when you stop to think about what you're laughing at, it's not right. It shouldn't be funny. And yet the way it's portrayed it, to me, at least it is, you know, darkly hilarious. Yeah. Especially given what had occurred only 20 years before. Imagine, you know, somebody, so 9-11 was 20 years ago. Imagine someone making a movie that completely satirizes 9-11. It would, you know, people would be up in arms about it. Right. I mean, I would, it's, say, it's I would in, say this. I would say the South Park guys get away with that because they've done stuff about nine eleven, you know. And didn't they have an episode where an Alan Jackson type was singing like, "Where were you?" <laughs> right. Yeah, they did. But they, I, <laughs> okay. But you know, I they're libertarian, and I don't think sure. anything that libertarians do counts. There we go. I've just, I've just oh, there goes the rest of our audience. The rest that, of our audience. That yeah. one libertarian well, it, in Chile who uh, listens to us is now left. So. Just, just thinking about it. Satire, the reason, even though it's not factual, it's honest. If that makes sense. Right. And it, yeah. it's, it's you got to be. I don't know. I'm gushing over satire. Yeah. No, I, I get it. And <laughs> it. I think these days it is more difficult for some people to to be able to do that um without you know facing the the blowback uh from the other side right or wrong it's it it is it's an interesting time to try to make new comedy you know or or new satire so but so any other examples of comedy that goes wrong (laughs) i mean i think there's Lots of examples. Uh, Louis C.K., he certainly had a few. And I think he's a brilliant comedian to this day. I still think he's a brilliant comedian. But, you know, he's he's made some jokes about, um, you know, that we should be a little less hard and on um, on child murderers or child rapists or something like that, because because, you know, then maybe they wouldn't kill the kids, right? And that's a really dark, dark place. And, you know, you can't, I I just don't think that's something that's really that appropriate to joke about at all. And certainly, you know, he took some some flack for that as well when he, you know, had that routine. We've probably mentioned it before, but like when when the Kids in the Hall Brain Candy movie came out in the 90s, and they had a character in the movie called Cancer Boy. And really the, the main joke was just him rolling up and going, hello, I'm Cancer Boy. And then the other <laughs> people in the scene with him just acting very uncomfortable <laughs> to be around him. You know, I, I do, having seen that movie in the theaters when it came out, it did kind of bring things to a little bit of a screeching halt <laughs> in terms of, you know, what the audience was willing to accept, so... Well, and also I want to say, because Jeff is trying to slander me about my opinions on female comics, one of my favorites of all time, Lucille Ball, there was the time where her and Ethel were in the chocolate factory and the chocolates kept coming and coming and coming. That was comedy gone wrong. Always comes back to the anus with you, Rob, doesn't it? <laughs> See, that was a joke because like, I don't really understand what you guys are talking uh, right. about. I oh, lack subtext. Like, I get yeah. it. I love Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. She's funny. 
I couldn't get the Jerry Lewis impression down pat in time for the podcast tonight of him going, oh, I don't find women particularly funny. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's somebody that can just go away. Well, he passed away a few years ago. Why has Jerry Lewis telethon been on in the past five years? <laughs> <laughs> Is Jerry busy? <laughs> <laughs> worst labor day tv ever oh no i sir i will have to fight you on this because nowhere else could you find such a maudlin gathering of has-beens and <laughs> never worse that you'd cut to this sobering story on a kid struggling with ms and then back to jerry with a glass in his mouth <laughs> wasn't it wasn't it MD? It was muscular dystrophy. Muscular dystrophy. Sorry, I, I apologize. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The so, there goes the rest of our audience. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, everybody. I never watched it that closely. I was just looking for Norm Crosby to show up. I didn't know what they were <laughs> televising. So. But, um, yeah. No. I that was when I was a kid. I always watched it. So that's why I know all of these old school Vegas entertainers because they would always show up every year. Yeah. Um, Jerry must have been, must have had incriminating evidence on all of them or something like that. I'm but, sure. But actually, Jerry Lewis could fit into our category because there is a very famous movie that really nobody has seen. Oh, yes. Um, and it's a movie called The Day the Clown Cried. Um, Harry Shearer has said that he actually has seen a print of it. But the idea of the day the clown or the day the clown cried was Jerry Lewis directed it and it was a movie set during the Holocaust where he played a clown who basically cheered up children before they were led to their ultimate fates, <laughs> you know, uh, as part of the Holocaust. And brother, you want to talk about a comedy misstep? <laughs> yeah, that's... And yet, decades later, Life is Beautiful with Roberto Benigni kind of did the same thing just kind of took a different tack at it, but but you are dealing with the story of a guy who is trying to fool his child that the horrors going on around them uh, are all part of this, you know, mad game. And in fairness, in fairness, though, that was a beautiful movie. Yeah, and it was. Can, can anyone imagine that Jerry Lewis could make a beautiful, respectful movie about that that topic like Benini no. did? He was decent king of comedy. We'll give him that. But yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I don't think it'll ever, it doesn't, it doesn't need to come out. You know, I um, recently uh, the Shudder Horror Network that I subscribe to put out this lost film from George Romero. And George Romero, of course, directed Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, a uh, bunch of other films, of course, too. But this was a film that he made for the Lutheran Church about aging and so it's called the amusement park it is one of the most unsettling films you will ever see it's not you know zombie gore type of thing but it's about you know getting old it's about elder abuse basically and as i watched it i know this has nothing to do with comedy but it was just amazing that the lutheran church would have paid <laughs> and and that's why it was shelved for so many years because yeah. george gave it back to them and they were like geez we can't <laughs> show well, this to our congregation the, it's too unsettling so if the lutheran church was going to make it 
they should have had Davy and Goliath show up in it. Yes. And then I'm sure I would have watched it for sure. Gee, Davy, maybe your grandpa doesn't have to go to the home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we Goliath. got to kill grandpa. <laughs> Everything gets back to Davy and Goliath. So, but... Oh, that was the greatest. Yep, anyway, that, we... made, that made getting up at 6.15 on a Sunday morning all worth it. <laughs> the only thing on at that time so <laughs> yeah um yeah i'm trying to think of other examples of comedy gone wrong you, you can see the massive amount of research that goes into one of these podcasts as we absolutely struggle to <laughs> think of examples i'm of, sure, of I'm, sure our, I'm sure our ones of listeners are screaming at the podcast right now oh well um, kathy griffin would be a good recent example where she did that photo shoot where she oh, held up yeah. the um, disembodied head of uh, Donald Trump. And basically, you know, if you listen to her, and now it, she has breast cancer. Yeah. Well, it kind of, it kind of, <laughs> thanks Rob. Yeah. It, it kind of did derail her career for a while because of the backlash from it. So. Um, and you know what, regardless of your political persuasion, you, you just, you can't, no matter who the president is, you can't do something like that. I, I don't care, you know, how divisive or whatever you want to say about anybody. You, the president, you absolutely 100% cannot do anything like that. No, suggest that they should be murdered or something like that. I mean, anything obviously like you can that. poke fun at them. Saturday Night Live has poked fun at presidents, you know, and, and everybody's poked well, fun that's, at presidents. Of course, yeah, I think you different. absolutely but yeah, should no, poke fun. It's, but and, and, nothing death-related ever. Right. No, yeah. And that definitely, to me, is comedy goes wrong, you know. And and I'm sure she had a, you know, um, method behind it, a statement that she was trying to make. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's, it's something that doesn't really help. Um, because it's going to enrage one side and the other side's going to be like, okay, that's even a little too far. <laughs> you're not, yeah. you're not helping our, our case in that case, but yeah, that's an example that comes to mind as well. So. Yeah. You have to be able to make fun of the president. That's almost literally the definition of punching up. Right. right? I mean, you, you, you have to, and it's really an American tradition. I mean, we could probably do a podcast looking at, you know, uh, how comedy was treated, you know, yeah, pre-Civil yeah. War. And and I'm sure that picking on or making fun of the president's Congress, the government, you know, is right there. Exactly. And tying into our other topic tonight, Rob, would you say Kathy Griffin is funny or not funny? <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed some of her work. I won't lie. I, I, but I do, I do agree that... He, I don't think you should make fun of the death of anybody. No. I don't think that the president's on a special pedestal, but uh, yeah. Or involving their children, like making fun of their children. Right. I think you always got to, no. especially if they're young children, they can't really. If they're, if, so. if they're grown, they're fine. If they're but young right. children, no. Yeah, you children. can make fun of the stuff that the grown kids do. Um, like Hunter like Biden and, and Billy hookers. Billy Beer and that kind of stuff. Right, right. You, know. you can make fun of Hunter Biden. You can make fun of Donald Trump's kids, with right. the exception of Barron. Right. You know, yeah. and I think maybe even Tiffany Trump, you probably should avoid, just because right. she stayed out of the spotlight. Generally, if they avoid the spotlight or they're underage, you know, leave yeah. them sure. alone. That's fair. Yep. Get them. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's kind of an interesting look at a topic and you, you got to hear what we did for our summer vacation. And uh, if you would like to leave an example of a time you thought comedy can go wrong, you can of course respond to us on Anchor FM where we drop this podcast or uh, reach out to us on, on public domain website. But in the meantime, I've been Brent Ellis. We have a website. I, I had no idea. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, was, it's it's he, uh, he was bluffing <laughs> under construction. So oh, okay, well, reach out it's to a, us on a, our Facebook page. We'd love it's to a, hear it's from. It's a geo it's a GeoCities page that I've kept alive for, <laughs> for so. as long as it has like the flashing, uh, you know, font. That's perfect. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. So oh, uh, and I also want to say, uh, Sarah Silverman is funny. Okay, oh, good. Great. Thank Thanks, you. Ron. That's perfect. All right. So you're Brent Alice. I'm Jeff. Lucille Stacer. Ball, Sarah Silverman, maybe Kathy Griffin. So that is our assessment of women. Not in comedy, Melissa so. McCarthy. <laughs> what? Not Melissa McCarthy. How dare oh, you, sir. How dare you? She's brilliant. <laughs> now we've lost Ugh. the other. What a Ugh. sweetheart of a lady. Oh, trash. <laughs> All right, we better end this. Yes, I have been Brent Alice. <laughs> and I have been Jeff Stacer. I still am Rob Freund. You're on public domain. Thank you for listening.